Welcome to Diabetes Technology Report, co-hosted by endocrinologist David Klonoff from UCSF and David Kerr from Sutter Health. Welcome to Diabetes Technology Report. This is a podcast devoted to diabetes technology, hosted by me, David Klonoff, and by Dr. David Kerr, who will introduce our guest today. Hello, everyone. David Kerr, and a huge welcome to Lutz Heinemann. Lutz, we know you very well. Diabetes Technology World is very familiar with your work over the years, but perhaps there's some people out there who just want to hear a little bit about who you are and what you've been doing so far in this world. So, hello, everybody, and thank to David Kerr and David Klonoff um, for inviting me to talk with a little bit about topics that are of my interest. So my name is Lutz Heinemann. I'm quite interested in many topics in diabetes technology. By profession, I'm an engineer and biologist. I've worked in the field of insulin, insulin pharmacology for many years in the last 15, 20 years. My focus was very much on diabetes technology. And in this respect, I'm also the managing editor of the Journal of Diabetes Science and Technology, working closely with the two Davids. Thanks, Lutz. It's great to see you. The topic we'd like to discuss today is a big one. It's about the environment in diabetes and the impact of diabetes on the environment. Why is this important now in 2023? So I think it's interesting to have different positions while talking about this topic. So I learned recently that, for example, the U.S. healthcare system has such an impact on the global changes in climate that if the U.S. healthcare system would be a country by itself, it would rank number 13 on a global level when it comes to greenhouse emissions and so on. So our ability, our aim to improve the healthcare, the diabetes treatment of patients with diabetes has an impact on the climate in itself. So viewing it the other way around from a patient position, the improvements that we have seen in diabetes therapy over the last hundred years are very much driven not only by insulin and other pharmaceutical achievements, but a lot also by technology achievements. Think about insulin pen needles or needles in general, about insulin pens, smart pens, systems for blood glucose monitoring, continuous glucose monitoring, which now we have in the pinnacular achievement in the form of uh, our systems for automated insulin delivery. So this has, these are tremendous achievements for patients with diabetes, enabling them a regular life. They are able to work, able to sleep and so on, like healthy subjects do. So I think this is a, a big success. However, when there's a lot of light, there's also shade and shadow. So we also have to acknowledge that the usage of diabetes technology is associated there's a lot of waste production, plastic especially. So that's one aspect. The other aspect also for patients is why is changes why are changes in the climate with heat waves as an example 
important for patients because not only the insulin might be degraded more rapidly, but also the function of the technology. We have to be careful if this works during a heat wave like it does when the temperatures are in the normal range. So I think it's of interest, and as David has highlighted, this is a big topic with many facets and many aspects that are interacting at the same time. So it's not easy to make a very straightforward statement, let's do this and that. Most often the simple solution is, from my point of view, too simple is to say, oh, the industry, the manufacturer should do this and that. Yes, that's one aspect, but that's it. I was going to ask you about that, David. Is this something that people with diabetes should care about? Um, or is it just yet another chore that they, along with all the other things they have to do, is this important for people with diabetes? I, I believe yes. Uh, at first, they have to understand that changes in the climate have an impact on their diabetes therapy. For example, storage of insulin, but also storage of blood test strips or glucose measurement and so on. So patients have to understand, okay, we as patients have a certain sensitivity to climate changes, to heat waves and so on. And this is something, don't get me wrong, but I assume also many physicians and nurses and so on don't see as a topic on its own so I see the, the awareness, the increase in awareness of such aspect as an important topic. What sort of activities do you think should be done? So the Diabetes Technology Society, David Klonov and myself and some other colleagues, we had an event already two years ago, the Green Diabetes Summit, where we had also come along with a declaration um, that tried to highlight and, and to really come along with very pragmatic suggestions for each and every group that is involved in diabetes therapy, what they can do to improve the situation. And I think, they, David, you asked me for what can be done. Um, I think it's impressive to see that manufacturer of devices, for example, insulin pen manufacturer and so on, they are trying to improve the situation by establishing recycling procedures and so on. So the industry, probably a little bit spearheaded in Europe because the, the pressure also by the political system is very much, uh, high, much higher to my understanding in Europe than in the U.S., to make changes when it comes to disposable pens and so on, or for, to inserters of CGM system. Why can they not use multiple times and only, only once and, and so on? So there are very clear opportunities to improve the situation. Do you see the uh, opportunities more in how products are manufactured or more in how they're disposed of? Uh, as I tried to indicate, David, I think um, there are, we have to handle all aspects. For example, in, German, in Europe, in France, there is a new initiative driven by the political system, the Gastry, and they, for example, are now have established a system that is able to 
separates the, front, the different compartments of a given patch pump. So this uh, helps them to recycle all the relatively easy to separate parts of a patch pump, metal, electronics, batteries, plastic parts, and so on. And this can then be recycled. So this is a, a very pragmatic approach. Um, and, and this, is, I think, we have to consider, and we have also considered clearly cost factors and so on. So, but there are opportunities for us, for the industry, for the users, for the physicians to make changes. And probably the last point, David, um, we, that means some colleagues of mine in Germany, we have performed a study, in a sense, um, in which we asked patients with diabetes to collect their diabetes waste over a period of three months. One of the first observations is it is impressive how, what kind of volume, really big bags of plastic bags, you have filled up with paper coverage, plastic coverage, and, and, and instructions for use, you name it, that are used by patients that are using diabetes technology and other treatment options uh, in daily life. And the other point is that I found very interesting is how much the patients are interested in the topic and are interested in reducing the waste generation they see really see it and could carry it, um, they are doing well treating their disease. Yeah, David, um, Connor kind of mentioned this, but I'm wondering, do you think it's got a stage now where cons pe people with diabetes as consumers are going to start making decisions about which products to use based on the greenness or lack of greenness? Do you think that's going to be part of the decision-making process? Absolutely, David. Um, we have performed a survey, a relatively small survey with 2,000 patients in Germany, asking them about their opinion on waste, waste generation. And again, let me really highlight it. Patients are aware of what they are doing there. And this is probably not early days, but they are starting to make the decisions also on the ecological footprint of the product they are using. Currently, and uh, something also for David and David for us to do, um, I tried to find data about the ecological footprint of diabetes slash diabetes technology, which I was unable to find. So if we would provide patients with a clear information, if you take this CGM system or this pump or whatever, this is the ecological footprint of this product in comparison to another product, this might be something patients slash diabetes teams are really interested in. So we might come to a day when, as well as reporting the MARD on the accuracy of a glucose sensor, we might actually have a score on their ecological footprint. That's, that's pretty interesting. I'm fully with you, and, and you have reported about such a score. And, and I think this is what we need, taking all aspects into consideration. Lutz, uh, one last question. Where do you think this field will be in five to ten years? Um, you know, this is a, a, a million-dollar question, David, and most often people like myself in five years have to say, oh, we were unable to think big enough. 
Um, but trying to answer your question, I think what we will see is a usage of AID systems and systems for automated insulin delivery for practically all patients with type 1 diabetes, but also by a number of patients with type 2 diabetes. So there is a great future for diabetes technology, to my understanding. Um, but at the same time, we have to handle the ecological aspects of diabetes technology more carefully. We have, have to have this as one of the driving factors in the development. And keep in mind, to develop a new product take years. So in other words, you have to do something now to have a different product with a hopefully improved ecological footprint in four or five years in our hands. Well, Lutz, thank you for being interviewed by David Kerr and me today. Uh, this was the first in a series of podcasts about diabetes technology, and uh, we will be posting this podcast on the Diabetes Technology Society website, and uh, the uh, podcast will also be available on major podcast uh, sites such as Spotify and Apple. So, uh, David Kerr, thank you for participating. Lutz Heinemann, thank Pleasure. you for being interviewed. Thank you for having me.